What's up, lady and gentlemen? It's your boy, Mike and Merv. Your favorite guest on the Mike and Merv podcast. Say what's up to the people. Uh, look, man, I want to say hi to everybody, man. But you got one more time to take that long to introduce me, bro. Uh, and I'm going to straight flinch you uh, like you're a prior right now. Just know that. No, nah, man, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. What we got tonight? Uh, look, man, uh, there's lots of stuff going on in the NFL, man. A lot of it is media-related. Uh, it's a little bit reckless, man. Um, they pulling a lot of big boy moves, uh, like your boy uh, Ryan Tannehill, man. He out here throwing rookies out of the huddle, bro, because uh, they're missing missing blocking arrangements in practice. Uh, he uh, this past he need to throw he need to throw his damn self out the huddle. <laughs> no, my man came back with a vengeance. I respect Ryan Tannehill for this move. My man that came back and showed everybody this is his team. though he's been gone for a year. Came back and threw rookie Kalen. Uh, Balaje out the huddle uh, for missing a blocking assignment in practice. Rookie running backs cannot miss these kind of assignments. That can be detrimental to the team. You can't win a game if your quarterback is running for his life. I respect him for making this big boy move, kicking rookies out of the huddle during practice sessions. You think he got that mad just because he's coming off the knee injury, so he's trying to protect himself, or he's trying to step up as a leader? I think he took stock in the fact that he can't play football forever, and this is, 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 excuse my language, should have get off the pot time in Miami, and he ain't got time for the bullshit. That's all that is. Man, dog, I mean, I, you know, I, I respect him a little bit. I do think he's probably doing it based on the fact that he's coming off a knee injury, which I don't blame him. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I believe, I believe, one hundred percent. Also, man, your boy Jalen Ramsey, bro. Your boy Jalen Ramsey's been all over the media this week, man. Uh, first things Shout first, Ramsey, <laughs> uh, man got suspended for ripping the media. Um, he had some pretty, uh, pretty decent tweets put out uh, against reporters uh, filming their practices. And saying some pretty reckless stuff about Dante Fowler and a little bit of spats that they've been having at practice with other team members. Um, the tweet reads like this. I'm going to read this tweet. You tell me right now, as a GM, do you feel this is uh, suspension worthy or the reprimand worthy? Okay. Go ahead. Uh, he directed this to, to specifically a reporter. You know you didn't mess up, right? LOL. If y'all want war, we got some for y'all. And I don't know the rest of y'all. You know who you are. Go and read this too. So just know, hashtag lame ass reporters. Now the GM uh, I mean, strike you. Uh, I mean, it's a little too much. Uh, I mean, spend, suspending somebody in the preseason is the same as them not playing. Uh, I think they should have probably, they really wanted to send a message. Uh, suspend them one or two games and set the tone. But suspending him in the preseason is not really doing anything setting the tone GM-wise. All you're doing is just giving him rest, which he was already going to have anyway. So, I mean, it, it might be a little over the top, but at the same time, uh, Jalen Ramsey has been outspoken. You could look at him as Florida State game days. Uh, like I said, he's he's not the one to be shot. You know, that team is real emotional. I think they get in this, uh, the Seattle vibes over there in Jacksonville. Could he have No, I, I mean, I hear you. I think they should have done more to him, honestly, only because of the fact that it, it, it doesn't make any sense uh, for you spending during the preseason. But he was a pro, ball, a pro bowler last year. 
uh, and a first-all team. So, it, I mean, I see why they wouldn't want to put themselves in a position to be out one of the best defensive players in the league. Yeah, that makes sense. Like I said, you know, it's, it's Ramsey. He might have to tone it down a little bit. You know, like I said, this is only his second year in the league. He'll, pro- he'll develop more into a pro. I mean, that, that right. Jacksonville team only going to be together three or four years anyway. You bet three or four years. That could make or break a team. Uh, okay, so also Jalen Ramsey moving along. Uh, he had an interview with GQ magazine. Um, in that video, I mean, in that in that interview, he called out uh, quite a few of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, I'm gonna go I think through. He called some... out a little bit more than a few. <laughs> I'm gonna go through this list real quick and the comments he listed. Um, I'm gonna say the quarterback's name. I'm gonna list the comment, and you tell me agree or disagree. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let's roll. All right, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the comment being does not suck. Definitely agree. All right. Uh, David Carr, I think he's good. Agree. Deshaun Watson, he'll be a league MVP in a couple years. If his knee stays healthy. So I agree. Matthew Stafford, he's straight. Yeah. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah, I agree. Phillip Rivers, pretty good. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree. I'm going to say Phillip Rivers is really good. I didn't know. I didn't know you came to watch about Phillip Rivers. Uh, all right. Uh, Ru- <laughs> Russell Wilson, good. Now, now I, I want to pinpoint – before you give me an answer, I want to pinpoint, I, I want to pinpoint this specifically because it also lists uh, the, the passer rating that each quarterback had against uh, Jalen Ramsey um, in, in last year's game. Um, in that game – uh, Russell Wilson threw zero touchdowns on Jalen Ramsey and had a passer rating of 2.8. And he still called the yeah, quarterback I think, good. I, I, I think Russell Wilson is average. So, I, yeah, I disagree. Uh, Tom Brady does not suck. Uh, I guess. Because if I say no, somebody would probably send me a hate mail or something. <laughs> Definitely. You wake up with a, with a goat's head in your bed. Uh, see, no. uh, Tyrod Taylor better than he gets credit for. Most definitely agree. I definitely agree. Right. Uh, Marcus Mariota, great for their team. Uh, yeah, I agree. Right. Uh, Nick Foles, good enough, had a good team. Mm, I say he had good coaching, so I disagree. All right, now here's where we get to, to the meat and potatoes. Here's the ones that he apparently doesn't like as much. All right. Uh, You're the big boys, right? Yeah, uh, a few of them. Okay, so uh, Andrew Luck, don't really think he's that good. I definitely agree. All right, all right. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, decent at best. Overall career, I disagree, but right now he's decent. Right. Jared Goff. Average to above average. Agree. I need to see more from golf. <laughs> all right. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, all schemes. I guess you could say he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I disagree on that one. And uh, the one that I feel is the most truest statement ever written by a human being in GQ magazine, Joe Flacco sucks. <laughs> I definitely agree. All right, all right, all right. Uh, well, what's on, what's on your mind for this week? 
Uh, I mean, you know, I'm going to keep it short, you know. I know it's a late show. I don't want to keep everybody up too late. Uh, I want to talk about, you know, comparisons. We did corners on our last show. So, I'm a, you know, I'm a wide receiver, so I'll show corners a little love. I'm gonna go with your boy Deion Sanders. Right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you um, tackles and all that other stuff. I'm gonna go with when you talk about greats, you talk about that corner, you talk about their interceptions, you talk about how many interceptions they had in the playoffs and somewhat Super Bowl. So we're gonna go Deion Sanders record and I'm gonna compare him to somebody. Deion Sanders played 188 professional games in the NFL, recorded 53 interceptions, he had five Five of those came in the playoffs, and he had uh, two Super Bowls to show for it. Very distinguished record, top to bottom, very polished corner, even though, you know, I know he came out and said, you know, he made a business decision sometimes when it came to tackling. Mm-hmm. So you agree that's a, that's a decent record for Dion, right? That's 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 pretty much cream of the crop. Corner I was, record, right? I was, obviously, the man has a bus and a gold jacket, so yeah. Okay. Now we're going to go to Sante Samuel. Ooh, I ain't heard that name in a long time. Okay. He played 153 games in the NFL for three teams. He had Philly, Atlanta, and uh, New England. Mm-hmm. He recorded 51 interceptions, seven playoff interceptions, and he also is tied with Dion with two Super Bowls. But why are they waiting so long for Asante Sammy to be in Canton? What's the difference? Uh, I'm going to give you the, the corporate answer. Uh, generally speaking, coming from a slight entertainment background myself, uh, is because, man, there's not a high demand for Asante Samuel. Sure, his, his, his record does just reflect uh, everything that primetime had, but – he didn't have the name Primetime. People aren't clamoring for Asante Samuel to get a bus in Canton. Uh, there were the people wanted Deion Sanders because Deion Sanders is a celebrity. People want to see Deion Sanders get those kind of things. It moves the needle when Deion Sanders is mentioned. As I said previously, nobody has mentioned Asante Samuel to me in years, and nobody's even whispered okay, the words all of because you know I'm in the business of disagreeing with you, and that that makes my day. Um. Let's say you're a sports writer. Mm-hmm. It came down to your vote for Asante Samuel to go to Hall of Fame. Are you voting him in? Yes or no? Oh man, I gotta see the ballot. Based on if, based if, on the stats I just told I'll, you. I'll now, man, I'm, I, it, it depends on the ballot. If there is anybody, anybody with just a hair more charisma than Asante Samuel, then I don't think he gets in. I think if Asante Samuel doesn't get in the Hall of Fame, it's strictly because Asante Samuel. Did his eight hit the gate? He didn't. He did. There was nothing. There's nothing memorable about Sante about Sante Samuel. That's the concept of it. I mean, don't get me wrong. The stats don't lie. If it was just stat wise and I couldn't see the name of the player, I'd probably vote yeah. But because Asante Samuel is Asante Samuel, you know. Okay. I mean, look. We'll we'll, we'll end off on the topic on NFL. And uh, like I said, I don't want to hold everybody too long. I got I got a question, and it's, it's been on my mind the past couple of years. Do you, as a fan of the NBA, I'm talking to you personally, um, do you feel young guys coming out is hurting the, the overall product or is it making it better? 
And when I say the overall product, just the league as a whole. I mean, when because I feel like a lot of unpolished guys do come out now. Uh I mean, okay, okay. Now, and and it's funny you say that because this will lead right into our next topic too. Um, the argument is then that's been the case at the beginning of time. Uh, it's not a lot of guys who play more than at best two seasons of, of college ball before they join the NBA, especially since they instituted that rule after after the 2003 draft. The argument is that there are players that do eventually get that kind of polish on them. Kobe wasn't the mama when he first came out of high school. Uh, LeBron's a phenom. That's beside the point. But certain players become that player they're meant to be. I don't think it's hurting the overall product. I think it's nice to see sink or swim. I think uh, as much as you might not like to see a player bust, it's nice to be like, you know what? I bet that guy's going to suck. And then three years later, he's either not in the league or he's riding, he's riding the bench somewhere in, in Arizona somewhere. This, and, yeah, you know, this, 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 is, this is the only thing I'm saying. You look at the cream of the crop of guys that came out high school-wise. LeBron, uh, you got uh, – well, Melo was in Syracuse for one year. You got Kobe, KG, th- those guys. I don't think – I think we're going to have to wait another maybe t- – or 15 years when we see another cycle like that. I feel like we got lucky because look at the 80s. All those guys, they were they were college superstars. They performed well in college. And then the, the late 90s rolled around, the early 2000s. And that's when the high school players started taking over the league. And now you don't really see too many high school players. I don't I – Well, you're not well, – well, well, the rule is you're, you're not allowed to be in high school anymore. Now the rule is you have to do okay, eight look, year okay, okay. This is why we do this show. Let's throw that damn rule out the window. I have I don't see nobody in high school that can go to the NBA and make an impact. And I'm not I don't wanna I don't wanna sound unfair and compare them to Kobe, KG, and those super talents that came out of high school, but I'm not impressed. I watch ESPN all the time. I I watch everything because like I said, we have to do this show and I'm just a fan of the game. I'm a fan of sports. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not hating on those young guys because they're getting it, but I feel like AAU teams are and personal trainers are steering these guys to push them early to get in the league. You know, a lot of these guys coming from, you know, troubled homes and all that, so they're trying to take care of their family. But overall, I think as a fan of the game, it's it's hurting the league. I want I want guys to stay. You know, don't even try even if you stay one year in college, but don't try to like find a loophole and and do all this other stuff. I, I miss, I miss guys like Tyler Hansbrough and stuff like that. They still four years in college, they were a decent pro, and, and it's like that. I mean, I get what you're saying. My argument against it is number one: uh, if you are a young guy uh, and you could go directly from the from from high school where you're struggling, your 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 single parent household, mother's trying to make ends meet, and 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 you can get a million dollars, you know, and you want to risk it on a year or two years of college. Why would you do that? All you need, all it takes is there's, there's hundreds and thousands and millions of stories of that guy who goes, you know what? I think I'm going to get my degree. And all he needs is one bad practice, lands on something wrong, and there goes his NBA dream because you felt oh, he wasn't. Oh, yeah. Like, 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 like I said, like I just stated, I know there's guys that's trying to take care of their, their moms, kids, all that. But, I mean, I would do it too. But I'm just saying, I'm speaking, I'm speaking in a fan of the game. Like, you watch NBA games – and there's only a few teams top to bottom NBA-ready players. You know, you got the Phoenix Suns. 
all those guys should still be in college. I mean, but that's that's, 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 that's more bad drafting than anything else. You can't blame the kid for that. I mean, somebody's. I mean, like you said, you. No, no, no. I'm not blaming the kids. I'm just blaming GMs trying to make. I, I. It's it's really honestly at the end of the day, it's really. It's really a dice roll, you know. A GM's gonna roll the dice and try to take a young guy. I like I said, I'm not hating on no young guy. They they get their money, they get their money. But just as a fan, I don't I don't like seeing guys that should that should be playing in the NBA in the NCAA tournament. Look, I, I feel like this if you if you if you are in your second year of college and you're not ready to join the NBA, you're probably never gonna be ready to join the NBA. Just being realistic. All right. Tomato, tomato. You're gonna disagree, disagree, whatever. Sometimes I say, I say, bring them out. I say, if you are, if you are six foot nine and you can shoot the J and, and you know what a Euro step is, then gosh darn it, take them to the league. All right, hey, tell me what we got next. All right, man. Uh, I just ended off, man. Uh, I want to do things since the show's moved to Thursdays. Hooray for us! Yay! Uh, Yay. I'm gonna start a segment uh, called Throwback Thursday. Hashtag uh, TBT. Uh, this week in NBA history, uh, August 14, 2003, New Pacific, uh, the greatest game that never was. Uh, LeBron, Shaq, and Jay Z were supposed to play against Carmelo Anthony, Yao Ming, and Fat Joe at Rucker Park, but a massive blackout shut down New York City completely. Uh, this comes close to home because I'm a New York guy. I was in New York when this happened. It was super scary. But uh, I was looking forward to that game. I couldn't get down to the Rucker to try to watch it, but I was definitely excited about it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna list the the players that was that was a part of it, or at least uh, at least uh, were rumored to be a part of it, and then I'll continue my next question. Um, now, mind you, you have a fresh out of high school LeBron James who had yet to play a single minute for the, for the Cleveland uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. You have a fresh out the box mellow coming off of Syracuse. Um, also rumored to come in was uh, Vince Carter, Sebastian Telfair, uh, uh, Mario Stoudemire, uh, in their prime Chris Webber, uh, just crossed Jordan Allen Iverson, Stephon Marbury, Meta World Peace, um, Kenyon Martin, uh, Lamar Odom, and Tracy McGrady. Uh, it was a pet. What was this? What was this? The Eastern Eastern All Stars? Oh, it was said to be you know Jay Z's All Star Squad versus Fat Joe's All Star Squad. Uh, Fat Joe's team had been taking it for the last two years. He only had a couple. He only had a couple uh, NBA players on that team. Uh, Jay Z got almost all NBA players on his team. He had a young Sebastian Telfair who wasn't even out of high school yet, uh, and and they were set to go to compete before that blackout struck. Uh, the quote from the quote from uh, from Fat Joe was uh, he was said to be a movie. He didn't even have a, he didn't tell anybody yet that he had uh, Allen Iverson and Mike Bibby waiting in the hotel, and they weren't even going to show up till at the end of the second quarter. So, so he had he had people waiting on deck. Uh, Jay Z flew flew a in their prime uh, shack from L.A. to New York City to be a part of this game. It was going to be intense. Now I see. Oh, that would have been lovely. I mean, I was living in New York the day of the blackout, and it was fun though. I'm saying so. It, it had been it had been super serious. Um, my question to you is this: um, We won't build full teams, uh, but if you were a rap mogul in today's age, and 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 the EBC game, the Entertainment Basketball Classic was still going on, um, who okay. who is the one player in the league that you have to have on your team? I'm going to make this even harder. I'm taking out LeBron James. I'm taking out Steph Curry. 
I'm taking out James Harden, and I'm taking out Russell Westbrook. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be biased and pick my boy Drummond. Um, I will say, if you're gonna take out the top guys, uh, if I have to take one guy, he had the one guy that that you go, oh man, this guy has to be on my team. Um, you know he's he plays out west. You know he don't get a lot of burn, but I feel like my boy Dame Lillard. So you drinking? You drinking dimes, bro? You bringing dimes in? Come. I'm bringing dimes and his bars all the way up to New York. Taking dimes to the Rucker. Hmm. I ain't mad at you for that. I ain't mad at you for that at all. Let's see. Who you taking? Rap mogul. I gotta take a guy right now that has to play on my team right now. You know, man. Uh, that's your first. We we saying that's our first pick, right? Yeah. That that that. This is the guy. I'm picking one guy. This is the guy you have to have on your team if you're making this team. Now, my first choice would have, in theory, would have been Ante Dekumbo if we were playing a regular game, but uh, this is not a regular this, this game. Is, this is street ball. So, uh, um, hmm. Jeez. you thought I'd be ready for this, right? Uh, I might, I might, I might have to go. It's going to sound really weird because he's been there. I might go Chris Paul, man. Uh, I mean, hey, that's playing it safe. I mean, I. I'm from New York, so I'm going to go ahead and, you know, because we own this show and we can do what we want. I'm going to take out Dame Lillard, and I'm going to put Kemba Walker in because my boy's from New York. Oh, Shout out man. To you taking homers out here? You taking homers, fam? Shout out to Kemba Walker holding it down for New York, playing in Charlotte right now. I think that man needs to get traded, though, but that's none of my business. You, uh, you, 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 you are reckless. Uh, let's see. Are we picking homers in? Uh, let's see. Who am I pick right now? Let's see. You know what? We can do what we want. Hmm. I gotta see, man. I'm about to check. I'm about to double check this NBA stuff right now. I'm about to see who am I looking at because I see a lot of I see a lot of old street ball guys, and I'm not taking Carmelo unless he can wear the hoodie. So I'm not even picking him. Let's see. <laughs> No, you know what? I'm so I'm gonna stick with Chris Paul, man. I think Chris Paul would do. It. I think Chris Paul would, would would would. I think that the energy of the crowd in the Rucker, I think everything would just would just enthuse him, and he would just go to town. I may be putting in work. Hey, it'll be it'll be a fun thing to see, but I'm pretty sure we'll never see it. But like I said, that's why we do this show to get a people's imagination going, running wild. Well, man. Uh, any any closing thoughts about this week in sports? Uh, you know. Preseason started today. I hope everybody watched those games. Uh, I was at work, you know, trying to get this, trying to get this paper. Uh, we got a couple of preseason games coming up. A uh, couple, of, couple of NBA guys starting to work out, you know. So, and most importantly, to touch on the preseason again, the NFL season is around the corner, so you can't expect the hostile with me and my co-hosts. To be crazy, we are NFC South rivals, and it's going to be crazy this year. It's um, funny. It's funny you mentioned that. I also want to mention two quick things, real quick. Number one, I didn't know Tobias Harris was from Islip. Uh, I'm not picking him, but I didn't know that. That's that's wild to know. Uh, number two, I'm glad you brought up that point. I have another wager for you. This wager will actually come true. It's not based on just that weird Kawhi Leonard trade that went to Toronto for no apparent reason. 
Yeah, uh, who saw that coming? I'm saying so. Here's my here's my gamble to you. All right, and you, uh, before you before you even say it, I want everybody to know that I accept. Oh, I'm glad you're accepting it then. All right, so being that your Carolina Panthers and my New Orleans Saints have similar few first four weeks of the season because we both play virtually the same alternate divisions. Um, here's what we're going to do. Um, the first team to take a loss this season, after the preseason, of course, the loser has to buy the winner 50-yard line tickets to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the winner's team. Done deal. So just if you got home to follow, that means that if the Carolina Panthers take a loss before the New Orleans Saints take a loss this season, then that man you listen to on the other side of the headphones right now, Mike has to buy me 50-yard line, well, oh, me and him together going, 50-yard line tickets to the New Orleans Saints playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this season, and vice versa. I'm with it, baby. Let's get it. Uh, only thing null and void, null and void, if they both take the first loss the same week, I don't see that happening. But hey, you're right. Roll it on. Sounds good. Yep. So, so you agree? Yeah, I agree. We'll just roll it over to the one that gets the first loss. All right, I'm down for that. Then should be a fun game. We're gonna broadcast live from the game, so that should be fun too. Get maybe even get a chat talk to some fans at the stadium. We'll see how it goes. Let's get it. Uh, like again, I appreciate everybody supporting us. Uh, as soon as this episode is up and up and running, we'll be on Facebook. We'll be on the Instagram page. Remember Mike Dot on Instagram. Just to reiterate that, I appreciate the support, Marvin. You know the deal, baby. Take us out. Hey, man. Uh, once again, thank you guys for the support on my end, too. Um, get a lot of positive feedback for the podcast. Uh, keep those video messages rolling in. If you got anything you want to hear us talk about, anything you hear us fight about, you've got general questions for us about sports whatsoever, uh, we're happy to listen to them and happy to report them on air and give you a nice little shout-out. Um, live show coming back this month, so look on the lookout for that with Facebook Live. Um, so that should be a good little time. And you know, thank you guys for listening. All right, everybody have a good night. Good night, everybody.